I think the field for the for the Sunday race is as level as could be. Hard to determine which one of those drivers is going to come away with a championship or two. And um, looking forward to some practice to be able to uh, do my do my best uh, to handicap the field. Um, s seems like with the next gen car, that's been more difficult to do, no matter how much practice you see. Um, and obviously with the Xfinity cars, um, you know, got a couple cars of my own out there competing. So uh, some completely different um, set of nerves and anxieties over that. But it's an incredible uh, weekend in front of us. And um, feel like that uh, we're going we're gonna to see some, something spectacular regardless across the board for both series. And, you know, that moment when the drivers get out of the car right there at the front, you know, the front straightaway at the start-finish line, when they, you know, are realizing the, uh, the reality of the situation that they are champion is quite a moment to see in person. In the last couple of years we've been here, that's, that's been, that's, that's always hit home for me to watch somebody go through that. And um, you, we, we watch these drivers try their hardest not to show any emotion to us in this room all year long right they work against us to try to you know we're trying to pry it out of them and they're trying not to let too much out and man that moment right there is is uh the floodgates open up so i'm looking forward to that part of the weekend and and uh closing out strong dale back in the day your dad could really talk some crap right leading into a championship he could get in these guys heads we sat there and talked to blaney he said there's no animosity between any of us i mean this is like the kinder gentler generation right and so um, what's missing? What are we missing here? Because we would go into media days back in Miami and Tony Stewart would be throwing barbs at Carl Edwards and back and forth. We're not getting any of this. And I'm just wondering, do we have to wait till Sunday to really see their, you know, fire come out? Well, maybe, um, you know, maybe we'll get lucky <clears throat> and, uh, you know, see that. But, I just think it's co you know, coincidence more than anything. Um, you know, the you, the people that are, you know, the, the, the drivers that make up the four just happen to have, you know, very even, you know, c calm personalities. They're just not very, you know, dynamic or aggressive. Um, <clears throat> but it's more, I think, more coincidence than anything. And maybe that's a bit unfortunate, uh, on you know because it may run then on some storylines for us on you know sound bites and so forth today but i honest, honestly believe um and jeff i think and anyone else up here would say this that when it comes down to it um they'll do whatever it takes right and ask for forgiveness later uh to be able to be a champion i just can't imagine them um you know being within arm's reach of each other into that last corner and not getting some, you know, somewhat physical. It uh, just like Jeff said, it's life changing. And you, for a guy like Blaney, for example, has raced in the series for eight years and finally has this opportunity for the first time to go for a championship. You just do not know when you'll get that chance again, if ever. And uh, you can't let it. You can't expect it to, you know, to have that opportunity again. When it's in front of you, you got to take it.
and I think they will, you know. I think they'll produce that on on the in the moment. Kevin Harvick's last race obviously is Sunday. He's stepping out of in uh, of the, the the driver's seat and coming into the TV booth next year, um, kind of like you did. What are some of the challenges he's going to face? Do you think? And uh, you know, as he makes that transition, and, and what do you think some of the advantages are? And I'll have a follow up with Rick. He won't face any challenges. He's sharp, tough mentally. Already has experience. His you know, one thing that's unique for him is um, when they do the all drivers uh, events, he's the play-by-play guy. You know, he's 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 really gotten some pretty incredible experience already before he's going to get into the booth. So he's been in probably some of the more high-pressure situations and past with flying colors he seems completely relaxed in that scenario and so I don't think he'll have any challenges whatsoever and I think the fact that he has something everybody was telling me man you don't retire from racing you retire to something else and he's doing that and I talked to McMurray this week on my podcast he said the same thing he said I believe being able to go into broadcasting or work for you know work on the tv side helped me uh come to terms of you know with ending my driving career the way it did and um you know when you end when you, if you end that career with nothing in front of you it's very difficult to to chart a path right but he he's got a he's very motivated he um hates to lose and he'll be that way even in broadcasting right he'll want to win in every moment this question's for dale um how have you impacted Sam Mayer and seen the growth with him in the past uh, 13 races, winning four of them? He said once you get that one win, then you get the next win, the next win. It's a domino effect. How have you seen that as a team owner for Sam? Yeah, we um, <clears throat> we know Sam can run fast laps. Um, know he's you know won races in, in the ARCA series and ran well in other levels of competition. Um he would go and compete head to head and, and on, on a rare occasion beat Josh in the late model stock car, which Josh is widely considered one of the, one of the best in that type of vehicle. So, you know, I knew he was fast, but he's young and mistake prone. And so this year I would pick with him a lot about hitting the wall on lap one. He did that quite a bit. Uh, first, probably 60% of the year, there were a couple races where right at the very start, you know, he's, he's, he's hitting the wall and, he would hit the wall and then, you know, get himself behind and end up coming back and finishing fifth. And he'd get out of the car and go, I ran fifth. Pretty good, huh? And uh, he was proud of his ability to come back from his mistake. But it was like happening on, a, you know, every other week. And uh, so to get him to understand, like, how that mistake was not, you know, the comeback is admirable, but the mistake was keeping him from winning races is I would I would tell him like man if you don't hit that wall you don't you you run you win the race instead of running fifth and um so he uh he's still young he's still mistake prone he's still gonna have a lot to learn he's got a long road ahead of him and a long path as any driver would be in that position that he's in if he wants to succeed at the cup level he's got a He's got a lot more to learn, and, and we're we're thrilled to have the opportunity to be part of his story and to help him know how to get better. Um, i got to give Marty, Marty uh, his crew chief, a ton of uh, credit as well because I've learned um, 
over the years that it takes a certain type of crew chief for every individual. There's no prototype crew chief that fits all race car drivers. And what the type of person that Sam needed was Marty. And Marty has obviously worked together before. Marty knew what he's getting himself into, but he holds him accountable. You got to, you know, when you got a young driver, sometimes you got to hold them accountable out of the car. You know, what are they doing, preparing, working toward? And Sam came in there today and told us about all the hours of film he's watched. He's watched every race that they ran here in the last five years or whatever. I mean, he was not doing those things six months ago or a year ago.